it's up to you and me to shine a guiding light and lead the way. United by our cause, we have the power to pursue what we believe. We'll achieve the realization of our dreams. Hello, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of New Horizons. I'm Vaughan Benison. This week we speak with a returning guest to New Horizons. We spoke with Jonathan Mosen several years ago when he was working with Ira. This time, something completely different. Jonathan, while most of the podcast listeners will probably know who you are, some of our radio audience might not. Just give us a bit of a rundown of your background. I'm totally blind, live in Wellington, New Zealand. Currently, my profession is I'm Chief Executive of WorkBridge, which is a pan-disability employment agency in New Zealand. I've been a broadcaster, worked in commercial radio a little bit, stood for parliament a couple of times, have been involved in blindness service provision and also advocacy, and have done a range of e-books and audio tutorials, worked for a couple of IT companies in the assistive technology space. I think that's the, that's the pocket summary. And one of the things you're particularly known for at the moment is your Mosin at Large podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, I wanted to keep my hand in. When I became chief executive of WorkBridge, I actually thought that that would really be the end of my active engagements in blindness media. But I couldn't keep away and decided that actually having this as a weekend project was a really good way to unwind from a very busy job as chief executive. So every week I produce a podcast called Mosin at Large. On average, it lasts about two hours every week. And it covers a very wide range of issues. We talk a lot about technology, but we also talk about social issues. We have philosophical discussions, hints and tips. We reminisce about old radio and all kinds of things like that. So it really is blind people talking about anything that they would like to talk about. And we get a lot of listener contributions from around the world. So there's a huge amount of listener engagement that goes on. One of the things I really admire about the podcast is that the topics of conversation are not always driven by you as the host of the podcast. And that's something that a lot of people find difficult to to manage when they do a regular program like this. What's your philosophy in terms of listening to your audience and and working within, um, you know, looking after what your audience wants? I've been very lucky in that way early in my radio career, I actually did quite a bit of talkback radio and was mentored by some of the best talkback broadcasters in New Zealand. And so I've got a feel, I think, for my audience. So sometimes I will raise issues that I know will get some feedback from the audience. And then that, I think, creates a culture where the audience in turn knows what issues might be of interest to the rest of the audience. I really feel like we've built up quite a community with Mosin at large, and we have thousands of blind people from around the world listening every week. So I really enjoy it when a listener raises something new that they know will be well-received, and the podcast just develops a trajectory of its own, really. Mm. And and you're certainly not afraid to tackle some of the uh, the worldwide conversations and the you know some of the issues that face uh, blind people across the world, such as uh, guide dog refusals and Ubers and rideshare taxis and things like that. Um, and uh, there are many other things that uh, over the last few years that you've you've tackled, I guess, arguably on behalf of the blind community, and often things that people really don't feel comfortable talking about. Is that something that you've sort of learned to do over time or is that just um, natively you? 
that's why I called the podcast Mosin at Large, because there have been times in my career when I have been the global spokesperson for the organization that I've worked for. And when you have roles like that, you've just got to be quite careful what you say. But right now, I'm a free agent in terms of expressing views on blindness issues. And yeah, I think what I really enjoy is that there are issues that I've raised on the podcast where I've thought twice and even a third time about raising them because I'm thinking, is this really going to get an adverse reaction? And yet I raise it. And what I usually find is a lot of people come back and say, gosh, I'm really pleased someone else said that. And it's not that I deliberately try to scratch an itch or say something to get a reaction. I just think, you know, I'm not afraid of a negative response. And this is another thing that I think characterizes Mosin at large that I'm really proud of. We do disagree, and I will air contributions from listeners who disagree with me. And we've got a culture there where the respect is such that generally the disagreement is quite well put. It's not confrontational. And I actually have a policy where if I think the response is too confrontational and too personal, playing the individual and, and not the ball, then I just won't run it. And um, that, that breeds this culture of mutual respect and uh, an environment where people can disagree respectfully, that's actually quite rare now. Yeah, I was thinking that very thing. And I was thinking that perhaps this might be one of the fundamental differences between something that is a podcast and something that is a broadcast radio show, uh, particularly in the commercial arena or the government broadcasting arena, in that when you are um, running a podcast... Uh, you have the capacity to make decisions about how confrontational you want to be because you're not so concerned about um, ratings and, and keeping the listeners happy and, and things like that. Do you think that's a fair statement? Yes, and also, of course, on Talkback Radio, it's live. Sometimes you'll have a call screener, but you can never predict what that call is going to say once they <laughs> get on air. So, yeah, you've got all sorts of advantages doing the podcast. The disadvantage, of course, is that there's what I would call latency. So if I raise a controversial issue, and it could be a, a quite a topical controversial issue on episode, say, 171, then you have to wait a whole seven days for episode 172 when people respond. And I think if I ever slow down a bit, <laughs> uh, then maybe I would like to take the podcast even daily so that we can speed up that reactivity and um, responsiveness. One of those issues that uh, you tackled probably three or four episodes ago was the, the travesty that is currently what's happening in Ukraine. And you and a group of other people have decided to do something about that, particularly to support blind and vision impaired people uh, in the Ukraine. Tell us about that. I think this is a parable that says that we are actually a lot more powerful than we think we are. Because I happen to read on an email list a guy in Singapore Jaffa Siddiq Ahmed, he decided that he would like to organize a group of people, a group of blind musicians to put a virtual concert together. And he was seeking a bit of support, uh, contributions from the audience. And I responded to him privately and I said, I think you've got the genesis of a super idea here. And I don't want to take over um, or take your idea in a direction that you don't want to take it. But here are some ways in which I can help. And I said, you know, if you want me to emcee the event, I'm happy to do that. If you want Mushroom FM to broadcast it, we would be happy to do that. That's the internet radio station that I run. 
And uh, he was very grateful for the approach. And so we've got a lot of people involved now. We've got the National Federation of the Blind in the US. Uh, we've got the World Blind Union, who is going to be the recipient of all these funds. The funds go to the World Blind Union's Unity Fund for Ukraine. So the upshot of all of this is that it's it's turned into quite a major global phenomenon. And on the 17th of April, Australian time, unfortunately starting at 4am Eastern Australian time on Easter Sunday morning, we're going to be having a fairly lengthy concert where blind musicians have sent in contributions. We will be playing these. Uh, the blind musicians will be introducing their own material, talking about why they're involved. We've got some corporate sponsors involved and we will be raising a lot of money for two categories of people. Blind people and low vision people, of course, who remain in Ukraine and obviously their world has just been totally turned upside down. War is difficult for anybody, but particularly it's difficult when landmarks are no longer there, when it's an unsafe environment, you've got family and friends who you depended on who you may not be able to anymore. It's, it's just hideous to contemplate. And then the other category of people is those who have left Ukraine and are blind and low vision, and so there are additional challenges uh, with the already considerable challenges of being a refugee. And so that's where the money is going. It will be going through the World Blind Union to organisations that are helping blind Ukrainians. That sounds like a really excellent project. Have you had a lot of interest from musicians thus far? Yes, we have. I think we've got at least enough material for a four or five hour event and it's growing quite quickly as the deadline for submissions draws near. So it could be quite a lengthy thing. And what's really good is that we've got a large number of blindness internet radio stations, uh, including ACB Media and Mushroom FM. It'll be on the YouTube channels of a couple of our corporate sponsors. So uh, yeah, it's going to be widely available. And I'm, I'm confident that people will be very impressed by the standard of what we have. And I understand there's still a few days if you haven't already got your submission in at this stage. How do people go about uh, doing that? All the information about the event, which is called We Are With You, is at mushroomfm.com slash with you. And with you are the two words just all joined together, no dashes or anything like that. So mushroomfm.com slash with you. On that page, you will find an email address to which you can either send us a link to a cloud file like Dropbox or you send it, or if the file is small enough, you can attach it to that email address. And we are asking for two things ideally. One is the piece of music itself. We know that everybody doesn't have a home recording studio and can produce top quality material, but we do ask that you do the best you can to give us a really good recording. And the second thing is a little message for us to play on the front of the song or the piece that you contribute, introducing yourself, what it is you're performing and why you've decided to be a part of the event. And what about the other end of it when people are listening? Uh, this is obviously raising funds for the Unity Fund. How do people go about donating? Can they do that through the concert or through the concert webpage? Yes, we are going to have a Radiothon type experience. We're going to make it fun. It's a serious subject, but we're going to have fun doing a serious thing. You will be able to donate with a credit card. We're going to make that process as accessible as possible. As we put this together, Vaughan, we're trying our best to also come up with a way to donate by phone for those who find um, the the process of submitting credit card forms a bit of a challenge. So we'll be as inclusive and accessible as we can. 
we're going to do our best with the audio quality as well. So the idea is get your best speakers connected to your internet device and crank those up. Get a beverage in or two and some snacks. It's going to be a really impressive performance. We, we do have some corporate sponsors and if there are organisations in Australia who are listening to this and would like to become a, a corporate sponsor, we are making it worth those companies' while. We're going to be playing little sponsorship messages throughout the event and how much of those you get depending on uh, how much sponsorship money you contribute. But already, even before the event goes to air, we've raised over 20,000 US dollars and uh, I'm sure that that will grow considerably between now and when the event goes to air. That's a huge effort, given that the uh, the final lineup, I guess, of the concert hasn't been announced yet. In fact, people still have a few days to get their, their work in. Uh, my understanding is you're not only looking for music, but poetry and spoken word stuff as well? Yes, that's right. So performing artists, we do ask that people keep things to a reasonable length. So we've had a couple of short stories that are actually quite long. And given how many contributions we've got to get through, we're asking, you know, on average about a four or five minute contribution max would be much appreciated. But sure, if you've got a small poem or anything like that, it's really about performing arts. So that's uh, mushroomfm.com slash with you. Jonathan, congratulations on being a part of this. And uh, I'm looking forward to You are emceeing it, I understand. I am, yeah. I'll certainly be looking forward to, to hearing it on the 17th of April, 4 o'clock Eastern Australian time. Daylight Savings, of course, has finished, so you'll have to get up early for that one. But uh, once again, Jonathan, thanks very much for joining us. Well, thank you for helping us spread the word, Vaughan, because this is such an important cause and we look forward to Australians giving generously. And Saturday is when those contributions are due, so if you're interested, have a look at that website. And it sounds like it's going to be a really interesting and worthwhile event. I would encourage you to listen to Mushroom FM or one of the allied internet broadcasters on Easter Sunday. Don't forget, that's commencing at 4 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Australian time. And if you're in Western Australia, it'll be 2 o'clock. I'll let you work out your appropriate time zone. If you'd like to get in touch with Blind Citizens Australia, the phone number is one 800 1-800-033-660 or you can email bca at bca.org.au If you've got any ideas for New Horizons, anything you'd like to hear more about or anyone you think we should speak to, new.horizons at bca.org.au is the email address, new.horizons at bca.org.au I'll speak with you again next week. We'll achieve the realisation of a dream Of our dreams